We're back here with another episode of Peter's Proffer in the Courtroom of Current Events. And today we are going to jump into something everybody needs. It's homeowner's insurance and renter's insurance. Whether you rent, whether you own, you need to insure your property and the belongings in your property. Today we're going to talk to an expert and we're going to find out what homeowner's insurance actually covers, what it doesn't cover, how much you need, how much it costs. We're going to go through all the basics from beginning to end. If you remember last year we went through car insurance and I've had a lot of people talk to me about going back into that episode and going line by line everything we talk about next time they renewed their car insurance to make sure they were fully covered. Well, we're going to do one today so you can do the same thing next time you re-up your homeowner's insurance. So thanks for listening in. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any questions and you want to post any topics you want to hear, you can go to Peter's Proffer, our Facebook page. You can send me an email, petertragos at greeklaw.com. And as always, you can find us on all social media platforms at Tragos Law. Okay, so today is going to be all things homeowner's insurance and renter's insurance. A lot of times people don't know what they have that insures their own homes or if they're renting an apartment or a home from somebody else, they don't know what they actually even have in their policy. So today we've brought on an expert to talk about what you need to have next time you re-up to check your policy to make sure you're covered. So let me introduce our guest. His real name is James Stevens, and he works with Strategic Insurance Services and provides uh, business insurance, homeowners, auto flood, umbrella, pretty much uh, the, the gambit of policies that uh, uh, covers both personal and commercial property. They're here in St. Pete, Tampa, Clearwater, and of course, they write all over Florida. JJ is what we affectionately refer to James as is, is a friend of mine, and by chance uh, we work out at the same gym. By workout, what I mean is JJ actually grabs these humongous uh, dumbbells that he lifts all the time, and I just watch, trying to figure out how I could ever, you know, be as strong as he is. So uh, JJ, thanks very much for joining us. <laughs> JJ, Pete, Pete works out, quote unquote, works out with more people than I know. I, I'm like, I don't understand how you ever have time to actually lift weights with how you talk to every single person that goes to that gym. By workout, what I really mean is I have coffee with people. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being with you us, know, JJ. Peter works me every single time I see him in that gym. I'm usually sitting in the corner reading the newspaper, so I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being with us today, man. Appreciate it. So, uh, well, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. So when we're going to jump right into, we'll start with homeowner's insurance and we'll try to keep them separate from the homeowner's versus renter's insurance. What exactly does somebody's homeowner's insurance protect against? So what it protects against is obviously the home itself, the dwelling. Um, it's going to protect uh, uh, against uh, things like uh, obviously natural disasters like hurricanes, fire, lightning, that type of thing. Um, it's also going to cover other structures. So think of things like sheds, fences, uh, items that are not completely attached to the home itself. Um, it's going to give you some loss of use. So if you have to move out of the home for a period of time and rent another uh, condo or home or something of that nature, um, it's also going to cover your personal belongings. So what, what I like to tell people is, you know, if you were to pick up your house, turn it upside down and shake it out, all of that is personal belongings and that's going to that's gonna be something that's covered as well. So how do you actually choose what kind of homeowner's insurance you want to get and what, what is kind of the different policies you can have 
to protect your belongings and you know, is there something separate for flood insurance versus hurricane insurance? What what are some of the extra things you have to add on to the policy? Sure, absolutely. So um, the way that I come up with uh, some of the carriers is, is really based on some different questions that I ask about the home. Um, one of the big things that's coming out lately is the age of the home. Um, a lot of carriers are uh, excluding water damage and they're they're doing what we what we call a buyback. So it's a lot of fancy terms for if the home is over 40 years old, um, a lot of carriers don't like to give full water damage for pipes. So they limit that to about $10,000. So I try and find the carriers that will offer that for older homes um, to make sure that we fully cover our insureds uh, to the best of our ability. Um, the way that we start with that is really just get some information about the address, and then we run what's called a replacement cost estimator. And that's an architectural piece of software that we plug in as much information as we possibly can, uh, the type of flooring, the type of uh, type of building structure, the type of roof, you know, anything that we could possibly put in there. And what that does is that spits out a number that estimates what it would cost to rebuild the home if it was completely destroyed. So if I could give someone a tip when they're looking at a homeowner's policy is make sure that the agent is presenting that to you, that replacement cost estimator. Um, this way you know that you are getting uh, the best possible coverage that you can. So, um, but there's there's a lot of other factors that we look at too. You know, obviously when we're looking for carriers, we look at high quality carriers. Um, but we're also looking for, uh, you know, our first and foremost focus is to make sure that our clients are properly covered. Um, but we know price is an issue, so we're trying to to balance that with having the best possible coverage at the best possible rate we can find for them. So generally speaking, when you talk about homeowner's insurance, most people think or know um, that it covers uh, your house if your house burns down or a flood, like you're talking about having flood insurance. It'll cover your floors if you need to get your floors fixed if there's a flood. Or like you're saying, you know, uh, lightning strikes, your shed's gone. It'll cover, you know, rebuilding your shed. But there are other things that homeowner's insurance covers as well, right? So can you talk a little bit about, um, uh, like, the liability that homeowner's insurance can cover? Like if somebody gets injured on your property or um, something like that, if there's a hazardous condition on your property? Absolutely, absolutely. One of, the, one of the big things that we focus on is raising that liability limit. You know, most carriers will... Uh, immediately put in about $100,000 for liability. So I like to tell people if someone comes onto your property and they're a hand muddle and they trip, they fall, they break their hands, and now they, they, can't, they can't, you know, demonstrate the greatest and latest uh, ring that they have, um, and they decide to sue you, well, you know, you're only going to be covered for $100,000. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we start at a minimum of 300000 when we're looking at it. I mean, most carriers, it only costs about an extra $20 per year. Wow. Add that additional coverage. To cover yourself um, 200 extra thousand dollars. with, you know, for some higher net worth people, if they're looking to add the umbrella, obviously there's some limits, which we could always talk about another time. Um, one of the other things that I like that goes hand in hand with that 
is uh, medical payments. So there's actually a, a line there for medical payments that if that person was hurt, you as the homeowner could take them to the hospital so that they can get care, and then the medical payments can help pay for that person's uh, stay at the emergency room or mm -hmm. stay at the hospital, whatever it covers. Um, and it varies. You know, again, it typically starts at about $1,000. Um, I've seen some carriers go as high as $10,000 for medical payments. Um, one of the big things that uh, is kind of the hot button right now is personal injury, um, which is an endorsement that you can add on. Again, very, very minimal. Um, nowadays, that helps protect the homeowner from things like uh, going on Facebook and calling someone a name and that person deciding, well, you know what, you you did something that was wrong to me, I'm going to sue you. Right. Um, that, tends to, that tends to be a really hot topic that we're, that we're hearing. And again, for, for less than uh, $20, we add that onto the policy just so people have that, because we're in a day and age when that does happen now. Uh, yeah, and we've actually had cases where people have sued the homeowner's insurance policy for, you know, child abuse that have, has happened in, you know, a certain house, whether the person was, you know, negligent in supervising the child or the babysitter or things like that, if somebody else's child was at your house. So there's all sorts of ways to kind of pierce into that personal injury liability coverage under the homeowner's insurance and maybe kick in the med pay like you're talking about as well. How does that change when you're dealing with... Um, uh, intentional acts, like if there's a fight or a party where somebody gets beat up or something at the house, is there anything in the homeowner's insurance that covers that, or would it be the same? Um, it typically is the same. I mean, something like that, uh, that really falls under the claims department for the homeowner's policies. And and again, you know, as being the agent, we, we try and guide our insureds as best we can, but we try not to interpret when it comes to the claims portion because that is the carrier's uh, responsibility, and we don't like to, to kind of blur those lines a little bit. But there's definitely the, the intentional acts that, you know, if something were to happen and, you know, I get these phone calls a lot, you know, um, well, should I file this claim? Should I not file this claim? I always recommend, you know, we would never, never tell any of our clients to not file a claim. Um, we we believe that you know that's what you pay a lot of money for insurance for is if you have something covered to go ahead and file that. Um, so we we typically will uh, recommend to our clients that they file the claim, put it through, and then have the adjuster look at that, and then the adjuster will make the determination on whether it's considered a covered claim or not. JJ, let me have you switch gears for a second. Um, and I think a lot of people may have misconceptions about what insurance covers in the case of a burglary, for example. When, you know, the horrible situation that you come home and somebody's broken the window and you know not only stolen the TV off the wall, but taken all of your valuables. Can you talk about generally what the limitations are about uh, about coverage in those uh, in those instances? For example, jewelry, furs, watches. I don't know, just the artwork, things like that. Sure. So for, for something like that, um, there is some limited coverage that's, that's on the policy, uh, pretty standard with all the carriers. Um, but when it comes to theft and comes to burglary, typically those things aren't going to be covered because they, they're not 
on the what what we call a covered perils. When you're looking at something like jewelry, fine art, um, you know, in some cases firearms, uh, you know, first, we recommend that someone look at a personal articles line policy. That what that does is that separates those those items out. Um, we're able to get estimates on those. We're able to put in uh, exactly how much those are, and then the coverage that uh, would be would be dealt with is is much broader. So uh, things like theft, things like fire, things you know like uh, uh, lightning strikes, hurricane damage, that type of thing. Then that would be covered under that particular policy. But when it comes to the homeowner's policy, some of those high value items are going to have a lot of limitations to them. Again, unless you Itemize, you know, itemize those out and add that coverage in. But even still, that's a it's a very narrow form of coverage. So I always recommend those personal uh, articles policies um, for higher value items like jewelry, like firearms, like uh, uh, paintings and furs, uh, because that definitely will give you a broader coverage. So it definitely is where the direction that I would put right. people. So what does contents coverage actually mean? Because, you know, sometimes you look at your insurance policy and it says you've got like fifty dollars or $75,000 of contents coverage. What is that actually covering? So contents coverage is, covers everything that's not permanently affixed to the walls, floors, or ceilings. So, again, kind of that, that image of picking up your house, shaking it upside down, and everything that would fall out would be your contents. So your clothing, your furniture, your TVs, your uh, towels, your bed sheets, uh, glasses, dishes, that type of thing. And again, contents would fall into jewelry, uh, firearms first, that type of thing. But with, you know, with the majority of what contents that we look at um, for coverage, we're looking at just the basic coverage needs. So your furniture, your clothing, you know, anything that you would use day-to-day in order to uh, to utilize in life. So we've talked about some of the things you can add on to your policy, whether it's contents or med pay or, you know, certain personal injury coverage and things like that. Um, are there any other things that people, I mean, I know in Florida, Pete, one of the big ones is flood insurance that, you know, if you're in certain flood zones, you have to add it, you know, some, sometimes it's not covered. How does that type of stuff work and how do you add that to the policy? So some carriers are actually coming out with, again, endorsements for flood. So you can, you can go ahead and write a homeowner's policy and then request that flood be added to it. More and more carriers are starting to pick that up. Um, there's still a lot that aren't, so we utilize carriers that specialize in flood, um, so we can do that separately. One point that I'd really like to mention is the fact that, you know, we, we get a lot of people that say, well, I'm not in a quote-unquote flood zone. And what we're seeing typically is about 30% of flood claims come from those non-flood zones. I mean, one of the FEMA directors even said, um, you know, if you pull out your driver's license and it says Florida on it, you're in a flood zone. And I think he was trying to be funny, but, you know, in, in Florida, we were a peninsula. We have, we are a hurricane magnet. So a lot of flooding can take place, 
um, we always recommend to people, even if they're not in that quote-unquote flood zone, uh, to look at a flood policy. It, you know, for something like a, a non-flood zone policy for, you know, a standard 250000 for the building and 100000 for the contents, you're maybe talking about, you know, 450 to $500 per year. It's, it's really pennies on the dollar compared to what it could possibly do if you're in that type of situation. So when you have flood insurance, sometimes you're saying you'll get homeowner's insurance from company X and flood insurance from company Y, so you'll actually have two separate policies? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, it's pretty common, but more and more of the carriers are adding the flood endorsement, so you have you have that all in 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 one carrier. Okay, and what about uh, pets, dog bites, stuff like that? Does uh, your homeowner's insurance cover that? Do you have to get a separate policy for that? You don't have to get a separate policy, but you definitely want to make sure that you add the endorsement. Again, pets, uh, pet liability is typically an endorsement that has to be added. Now, there are certain breeds of animals that the carriers will not accept, and in some cases won't even write a policy if that animal is in the home. Um, and, and I hear this a lot from animal lovers. I'm an animal lover myself. You know, my my pit bull is the sweetest thing that, that you've ever seen. The I just heard that today. And she played with him, and she had a great time. And, and I, look, I'm, I'm not one to judge, but unfortunately a lot of carriers look at animals like pit bulls, Dobermans. Um, Game of Thrones is really kind of uh, thrown a curveball in with uh, wolf hybrids where those types of dogs will not be covered and typically the carrier won't even write a policy when that dog's in the house. So if you, if you have a dog, definitely let your, your agent know. Um, the last thing that you want to do is have that dog bite someone, try and file a claim so that, you know, you're protected and the, the carrier says, well, you know, you didn't let us know about that. So we're not going to cover that. Okay, so I know we've talked about how much some of these additions uh, cost. What do you usually advise people um, on how much insurance to get? The value of the house, the value of the contents, how do you kind of determine how much insurance you should have and how much does it cost, an average policy? Okay, so again, with, uh, with the home itself, we start with the replacement cost estimator. Um, it's one of the things that uh, we're... You know, a lot of carriers are requiring that you supply one of those. But, again, it's just a good rule of thumb to use. The last thing we'd want to do is uninsure someone and then have them come back and say, well, you know, I have to come out of pocket twenty or thirty or $40,000 because I didn't have enough insurance. So always going to come back to, you know, when we're talking about the building, let's start with the replacement cost estimator. And then, obviously, you know, coming down through those other coverages, the other structures, the loss of use, those are going to be percentages of that number. Um, when it comes to personal property, um, I like to start at a minimum of 50% of the dwelling cost. So if, you're, if your home is valued at $300,000 to rebuild, I like to say there's about $150,000 worth of personal contents. And a lot of people say, well, I don't have that much stuff. And by about the time that you get to the second or third bedroom, they start to realize that they do have that much stuff, and it's important to make sure that we cover it all. Um, 
And that's really how we look at it. Now, when it comes to cost, there's a lot of different factors that come into cost aside from just the replacement cost of the home and the contents. There's the age of the home, where the home is located, the, the person who's buying the home or, or the person that's asking us to look at insurance uh, for them because their old carriers may be getting a little too high. So, I mean, if I would have to say about a standard home in the state of Florida, you're probably looking at anywhere between $1,500 to $3,000 on average. Now, again, that's very general, but that's right. typically what we see. Let me have you switch gears, JJ. What about those folks that don't own their home, but they rent a place to live and have obviously all kinds of stuff? What do they need to do to protect themselves and their property? Oh, absolutely. So for someone, uh, so you're you're talking like maybe someone who has an investment property and, and is renting that out? Well, let me... Before from we, both sides. Yeah, really. both we, sides, really. Yeah, we could talk about it from both sides. The person that owns the house and is renting it out, but then also from the perspective of the renter. Okay, okay. So from the perspective of the person who owns a home that's renting it out, you're going to want... Um, there, there's two different ways you could go. If you're if you're looking at a homeowner's policy, you're really going to want to get what's called a dwelling uh, policy. And what that is is that's it's a little bit um, a little bit different than a standard homeowner's policy. There's not as much coverage, um, but then again, you're also looking at the fact of you know you're probably not going to have personal property in there, so there's not as much personal property that's that's placed in that. Um, depending on the carrier, you might not get the full 300000 in liability that we recommend, but there's always ways that we can uh, look at getting you a general liability policy for that. I definitely recommend that if you have a, a, uh, a property like that, if you have that investment property that you are renting out, that you definitely get a, a, a dwelling policy put in place. Um, Again, what it also helps to do that a lot of people don't realize is um, loss of use for the fact that that is an income stream. Right. So it helps replace that income for you. Um, now, talking on the renter side, um, you definitely want to get uh, renter's policy put in place to protect your personal items from the home. That's something that um, a lot of apartment complexes and a lot of uh, these homeowners that are renting out their homes are now requiring you have because that is not going to be covered on the owner's dwelling policy. So a lot of people think, well, you know, I'm renting a home from uh, my buddy and he's got a homeowner's policy and he's got personal property, so that should all be taken care of. Well, that's typically not what the carriers look at. The carriers will look at what personal items of the owner of the property so, they have. So if you're actually renting a house, you have to have your own policy that covers your belongings. Does it cover the actual dwelling itself, or would that just be covered by the owner of the house? No, that would be covered by the owner of the house. So the renter's policy does cover personal contents. It also uh, does allow for liability as well, because when you walk into the house, you know, you being a renter, 
you invite a lot of friends over, you know, your responsibility is to make sure that they're safe as well. So there's going to be some uh, liability coverage there. There's still going to be that med pay um, that can be added on there, uh, but it will not cover the dwelling. So that's what the owner's policy is going to do for you. Is there anything else renter's coverage would uh, cover? Uh, so there are some some smaller items, you know. Again, maybe a little bit of jewelry, not as much as the homeowner's policy, but it's it's a very standard policy. They're very inexpensive, so the carriers don't put a lot of uh, a lot of extra bells and whistles on it. What about like dogs or pets? No, typically with the renter's policy, there's not going to be the animal liability on okay. there. Uh, most of the carriers, again, you're you're talking about a policy that. Um, you know, for standard $35,000 in contents, you're, you're probably talking about $250 per year. The, the carriers typically don't put that kind of, that kind of liability on there just because, um, you know, typically dogs bite more than people, <laughs> at least in my, <laughs> yeah. my, uh, uh, my scope of what I've seen. So they don't like to add that to the, uh, to the renter's policy just because that's an additional liability that they don't really want to deal with. JJ, realizing we're kind of doing a, an overview, I understand that you actually sit down with your uh, with your clients and go through you know, all the possibilities, all the options that uh, that are you know best for them for their coverage. Where can our listeners get a hold of you uh, if uh, if they actually want to talk more in detail about some of these policies? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can either reach out to me uh, via my direct line here at the office, which is 727-228-2795, or they can reach me via email at jj at com. Perfect, JJ. Man, I really appreciate it. It's always interesting in the things that you don't think you need extra insurance for, but you actually do. And all the different ways you can bundle it and additions you can have is exactly why you need to talk to a specialist about it. Well, guys, I just uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk to you and talk to your, uh, your podcast listeners. And uh, anytime, would love to be on again. Awesome, man. Thanks. Thank you, guys.